Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast with your hosts, Rail Bricker and Lindsay Adams. Welcome back. Our special guest today is Jackie Broman. And Jackie's here to talk to us about the top five tips for when a deal goes pear-shaped. I can't wait to hear about more about this. Um, welcome, Jackie. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Now, Jackie is based in central Victoria, and she helps women facing a legal conflict to confidently take them take control for themselves without spending tens of thousands on legal fees, without having decisions taken out of their hands and spending years in the legal system, and without any shame or embarrassment or fear of making a mistake. She's the founder and CEO of Legally Wise Women, which is a social enterprise to address the gap in women assessing legal services by helping them know where to start and guiding them to finding the resources they need, including their own wisdom. She's an accredited specialist and award-winning lawyer. She is an NMAS mediator, a collaboratively, say that quickly three times, trained dispute resolution practitioner, and has written and published three legal guides. So Jackie, um, great to have you on the show with us. Let's get going. Tip number one uh, in the top five tips for when a deal goes pear-shaped. What do you got for us? Yeah, look, I think the first thing is let's not get overwhelmed and lose our capacity to actually make decisions. Uh, I think that, um, you know, as soon as there is a legal problem, all our rationality often goes out the window. Um, it, it can be highly emotional. It's very stressful. Um, people get overwhelmed very easily, but we can't make decisions from that place. And so we do need to keep our brains. And I think, you know, the majority of your listeners will be business owners. And um, I always think that, you know, going into business is one of the biggest personal development challenges that we have. <laughs> um, and we do, we learn, you know, emotional intelligence and we learn self-regulation and all those things. And we start doing self-care and those things are all the things that we need to start calling on when a legal challenge comes along. Cause it's often one of the biggest challenges we face when we go into business. So we do, we need to, um, we can't be making decisions emotionally or at least from a stressed brain because a stressed brain doesn't um, access um, proper information. Um, we're often oxygen deprived when we're stressed. And so uh, we do need to be making the best decisions. So, yeah, we need to lower those emotions, call on the strategies that we've put in place to self-regulate and, um, and bring ourselves back so that we can actually make a good decision. So Jackie, is that is that stress, and is it is it because it's legal? I know that's a a, a a weird way of saying it, but everybody sees this mystery black box where everything is grey, nothing is black and white. Mm -hmm. Is that what causes the most stress with legal issues? For sure, I think that's one of the big things: just the uncertainty. And because I think that a lot of, um, you know, even the legal industry sort of keeps their knowledge behind a wall and, you know, the layperson doesn't know what the processes are, what the options are. Um, we all hear the horrible stories about the massive legal fees that people get. And so there's a fear about all sorts of these aspects. Um, they're, they're fearful of what the costs will be. They're fearful of even engaging the wrong lawyer that will rip them off. Um, so when you have all these fears of even starting, let alone the fear of the actual problem itself, um, you know, it can be quite a challenge. So yeah, that's, we've got to lower some of those fears with a lot more education so that people can at least go, okay, well, I at least know my first step. So that's not fearful. Let's just start. 
Okay, so so we've kind of kept our head. Mm. Uh, there was that you know famous saying, "If you can keep your head when all around you are losing theirs," or something like that. So you've kept your head. What is a tip number two for when a deal goes pear shaped? Well, to start preparing. And again, this sort of goes down to keeping your brain in a way as well, because as soon as we start looking at the facts and gathering the facts and being quite sequential about gathering everything that we're going to need, um, it does start calming and removing some of the emotions. Uh, because if we start writing out the summary of what we think has happened, um, we start gathering emails and documents to support what we think has happened. We go back and look at our diary. We put together a bit of a sequential time frame and actually start preparing things. We're like, actually, okay, that's actually what happened. Like I've made some assumptions here or I've got an emotional um, trigger around this thing, but I've got support, supporting emails for this, that's the facts. Mm -hmm. And so really starting to compile everything instead of being so scattered, which and the, the scattering of your thoughts also increase your stress. So let's let's get very sequential and very um, organised. It's interesting, uh, I note dealing with large organisations these days, they record all of the interactions with their clients through their call centres. And one of the questions they often say is, you know, um, we're going to record this call, do you mind? And, um, I'm, you know, I suspect, in fact, I know that they're recording the calls for just the moment when legal action happens or a dispute arises so they can go back and listen to that conversation. And I guess that's part of their preparation. Yeah, potentially. Um, so, um, and that could go both ways. It could go from the perspective of the customer service experience or the client experience, or it could even be dealing with a rogue employee who's done the wrong thing internally. And they can go back to that conversation as well and go, um, oh, well, you didn't handle that correctly. And that's why it was part of our performance management. So yeah, it, it can be go both ways, can't it? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, let's move on now to tip number three. Mm. So getting the right support is then the crucial step because as we spoke about before with the fear and overwhelm, it's often, you know, where do I start? How do I find the right person to get advice from? Do I need legal advice? You know, jumping onto Facebook and going onto some kind of forum is probably not the first place to start. <laughs> um, but it's surprising how many people do. You know, they it have their... True business group and they jump in and they vent and they throw the facts all down and you're not going to get good advice. You're going to get other people complaining about the experience they've had and then that's just going to increase your stress. So you do actually need to know who to contact and um, know how to find the right support and whether it is the right legal professional or whether it is finding a mediator or whether it is going to your business coach as the first step to find someone to be referred to, knowing your first step for finding the right support is really key. Uh, we we don't want to be, um, you know, Googling for a lawyer close to us, not knowing what the lawyer is going to specialise in. Um, we do have to have an understanding as well that, you know, the legal profession um has general practitioners just like the medical professional and specialists. You've got people who actually can help you in specific areas. Um, and then starting to educate yourself a little bit about 
um, you know, how lawyers charge and things like that. So you can look for a lawyer who does fixed fee or you look for a lawyer who don't, does no win, no fee or, or whatever it is that's going to suit your particular area. So the right support then is crucial. So, so you mentioned something there about generalists and specialists. I mean, uh, you know, obviously the large firms, you know, the large multi-partner mm. firms have quite distinct pillars. You know, but even, you know, are the small one and two partner practices, are they still trying to be too generalist? And that's not a criticism of your colleagues in the industry. It's it's a question because the ones I've dealt with all seem to have picked a lane and are staying in that lane. Yes, for sure. And I, I think you're right. I think if a lawyer does perhaps more than five areas of the law, they're probably stretched too thin. And so a lot of the small practices are actually fairly boutique now. I don't think that there's many general practitioners that are actually trying to do 10 to 15 areas of the law. Um, so if you do have, you know, a two or three solicitors in a small firm, um, there's probably one that will mainly focus on, you know, two or three areas and then another focuses on another two or three areas and there might be some overlap. But you can certainly find, and I think, you know, particularly when you're a small business owner yourself, it might be too intimidating to go to a big firm because, again, you're scared of fees from a big firm. So you probably are looking for a small to medium firm. And so then you do want to look for a boutique that, you know, does, you know, consumer law or does um, commercial law or does litigation or employment law or whatever the specific thing is, make sure that they actually um, do it deeply instead of just, you know, surface level. Becky, I was, you kind of answered my question that was on the tip of my tongue, and that was going to be, can you give us some tips for our listeners on how to actually choose the right mm. legal person to represent them? Yes, for sure. Um, so each state, for example, in Australia has a place where lawyers are registered. So in Victoria, um, it's the um, Law Institute you can go to the Law Institute and they've got a referral service. They actually narrow things down for you by area or by legal specialty. And they do that in every state. So that's a great first step. You can have a half hour free appointment through a referral service as well. So you could narrow it down to three, go and have half an hour for free with each of these lawyers. Um, because again, I think that we put a we put a professional or a lawyer on a bit of a pedestal. I think with medical, we're starting to get our head around getting second opinions, but I think we are reluctant to with lawyers, but we shouldn't be. We should actually have a couple of initial appointments to get the vibe, you know, as they say in the castle, which was, you know, a legal, <laughs> had a big legal argument in it. Um, get the vibe of the lawyer to see if they actually communicate the way that you want them to, to see if they're actually telling you, you know, three to five options that you have and telling you the costs of each. I mean, these are the sorts of things that you want to hear from a lawyer. Then narrowing down to actually who you want to see, I would, you know, stalk them like I do for every service <laughs> provider. I, you know, jump on and see if they've got a LinkedIn profile. If they don't have a photo and they're not active on LinkedIn, I rule them out. I look at their website, you know, do they have a photo of themselves? I want to see someone's face. I want to see that I can contact them. Um, and then it's also when I reach out to that firm initially, how quickly do they respond to me? Do they respond within 24 hours? Can I actually get through? If I can't, that's not someone I want to deal with. So those are some of the things that you want to be looking for. Fantastic, Jackie. So so we, we're heading, you know, on, on turning the corner now on the top five tips for when a deal goes pear-shaped. Mm. Hit us up, tip number four. 
So there are alternatives. If you don't want to go legal, you don't necessarily have to. Um, particularly for small businesses, there is a small business commissioner. I mean, who would know? There is one and they have a free dispute resolution service. So that could be your first point of call. If it's an employment problem, the Fair Work, Fair Work Ombudsman has a free dispute resolution service. That could be your first point of call. Um, there is a national small business and family business ombudsman. So if it's a partnership issue or it's a dispute between two businesses, that ombudsman actually has a free dispute resolution service. Wow. So there's some alternatives. Um, or sometimes a mediator is the best place to start. Like if there's actually not a legal dispute and it's a factual, emotional, personal dispute, go to a mediator and finding and hiring the right mediator is the exact same steps as finding and hiring the right lawyer. You go to where they register all the mediators, you use their search function, you, you stalk them and have a look at their websites and you find a couple and test them out. So I think looking at your alternatives and knowing that there are free and low cost services instead of, and unfortunately, again, just to whack the legal industry a little bit more, you know, when we actually go to a lawyer, a lot of lawyers aren't really great at dispute resolution. They're great at advocacy. They're great at making issues bigger. They're not great at making issues smaller and they can start <laughs> positioning you for litigation. And, you know, if you don't want to go down that path, then perhaps an alternative pathway is best. I guess it all depends on how deep your pockets are, doesn't it? It does. And that's um, that's a little bit of a sad commentary on the world we live in, but anyway. Um, all right, Let, let's move on to the final tip now, tip number five. So then, I mean, it's almost full circle because we have, um, we've lowered our emotions, then we've done a whole a lot of practical things in the middle and now we're coming back again to our self-regulation and setting intentions to actually resolve this so um when i see people a lot of them have never even thought what do i actually want out of this sometimes it's oh, i just want it to go away well yeah i know but you know you actually want something out of this and also how am I going to approach this? Am I going to approach this trying to punish someone and being vindictive and teaching someone a lesson? Is that your place? Or do you want to actually approach this with grace and integrity and come to it with, okay, um, this is a business dispute. It's mostly commercial. There might be some personal elements, but let's deal with it commercially. Let's deal with it with grace. Let's be able to sleep at night with how I've behaved and let's think about, um, you know, as I said at the start, what you actually want. Yeah, I think that um, <clears throat> it does make a big difference being clear about the outcome. I I had a situation a, a couple of years ago, um, <clears throat> my internet provider, we shall remain nameless, but it's probably the largest one in Australia. Um, uh, you know, they my internet went down. I'm self-employed. I work from home. Um, I contacted their call centre. I was getting nowhere fast. I ended up contacting the telecommunications ombudsman. Suddenly things happened. And the first question they asked me was, what is the outcome you seek? Hmm. And uh, and I thought, wow, um, this is good to know because I, I really knew what I needed and that was to be able to run my business, uh, you know, and access the internet. Um, and... Um, 
<clears throat> I'm delighted to say that after the ombudsman got involved, suddenly things started to happen. I don't know why they couldn't happen before that moment, but there you go. Um, you know, heavily dripping with sarcasm, he says. Um, so I guess I'm not alone in that uh, sometimes you have to go to a third party to make things happen, but you've got to be clear about your intentions. Absolutely. Perfect example. And as you said, you you took your intentions a, a step higher and said, well, I have to have a service to run my business. You didn't go, what do I want from this service provider particularly? Like I want an apology or I want a month's free or I want this or that. No, you want a service that you can use. Yeah, I simply want to transact. Yeah. So Jackie, if anyone wants to get hold of you and seek out your advice or legally wise woman how is the best way to get hold of you ah well we all have a website these days so legallywisewomen.com.au is a great place to start um or on all the social medias as well um i also have a free facebook group that women can jump into it's legal support for women um and it's a it's again one of these safe places you can jump in and actually find the right first step for you so if that's the easiest then those are probably the three places to start fantastic Jackie um thank you so much for giving us your time today to share some great tips it's been great having you on board so I'm going to uh, to move to wrap us up um so this is Lindsay Adams from Brisbane Australia signing off for another edition of the Top 5 Podcast with my co-host Raoul Bricker in Perth, Western Australia. Until next time, we'll talk soon.